Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Rosie and Jim, it is time for the Creep Dive main episode. Going out today. Tuesday, the 19th of April, 2022. The whistling. You didn't even get a second in. <laughs> it's like an impossible tick. Well. That's what's so fun about it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. It's not controlled. Like, we know this person's not controlling the whistle, but it's. It's, it's, it's the effort, though. It's good. Well, well, well. Welcome in. There's Cassie Delaney. There's Sophie White, best-selling author, Cassie Delaney, youngest under 30. And here am I, Jen O'Dwyer, talking about teeth. Again. Again. Oh, I am a bit. Oh. Okay, this week I can bring you in via teeth huh? and then blow your mind with misery. Okay. Oh my God, amazing. Here's a question. Are you like me in that when you think of a vampire sucking a neck, did you always believe that there were two holes in the teeth and the blood went through the teeth? No. No. <laughs> really? Use the teeth to pierce the skin and then suck out the blood. Now that, now that, since I've learned that, I'm like, yeah, now it makes sense. But I used to think like, uh, why is this so sloppy when it's just should be going straight in? It, yeah. You thought the teeth were like two little straws. It's because of yeah. the passion with which the vampires gobble gobble. And hitting the arc. Knowing as much about teeth as you do. It's oh, an unusual it. thing. I know. It was. Uh, it's because TikTok is bringing me all sorts of places these days. Teeth talk. And teeth talk. Are you big on teeth talk now? Are you a secret teeth influencer? I'm still on the hooves. 
Would you believe? Um, I'm still bet into hoof abscesses. And when I don't have enough time to get through the ones that are there. Oh, Oh my God. Right. The other day I was going through. So so have I told you about the hoof abscess stuff? Yeah. Anyway, so just here's an amazing quick one on them. So they were uh, slicing through the hoof. Very lame, oh, very lame disgusting. bull. And they were worried about it. As they were taking layers off the hoof, they were like, this isn't your average abscess. What is this? Oh, it's just an eight inch screw up through the foot of the oh, animal. Jesus. What? Yes. Now, a lot of that hoof they can't feel. So yeah. the nerve only starts in different places. Like, oh. it's fascinating. It's like a big giant nail. Yes, carotene. All that nail around, right? Around the outside. But then there's this groove in the middle that I think they can feel. But then behind the hoof is just a like a bloody pad. Yeah. Oh. Fascinating stuff. Oh my God. I mean, I can't believe that this is what's disgusting me. <laughs> when, after everything I've been dealing with at home in terms of uh, the fluids of other people... It's the They're virus. coming up. They're coming out. Speaking of viruses. Coronavirus. The coronavirus. Did you ever think to yourself, rabies? Bet you that's not that bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know anything about it? It's, it's, it's like you've 24 hours to get to a hospital if you have the rabies vaccine. It's oh, like shit. unbelievably yeah. bad. So it's the only virus on earth that has a 100% kill rate. Yeah. Right. So okay. when you're traveling, you get like the rabies vaccine and all that does is give you time to go to a hospital. It's fascinatingly dangerous. Yeah. It's so, Terrifying. so bad. And not only that, like you're like, I know, let's get rid of the rabies thing altogether. I'm going to kill every animal with rabies no. and we're going to bury them. But that's not good enough because the no doubt over, it could be in the ground for a year. Something will dig it up, eat its brain and the virus. No is shit, really. Again. Fascinating. It's like you just add water or something yeah. it's like a little desiccated powdered virus until it's reactivated it is I love it so here I can get bring it down to you so what I'm talking about today because it's the vi- vampires and the teeth and the rabies is mm. the beginning of the vampire myth and how it was most likely rabies people with rabies ah then I came across this on Reddit, okay. Uh, credit goes to this guy or gal, Suav underscore underscore 120, okay. Rabies. It's exceptionally common, they say, but people don't just run into animals that carry it that often. Okay, so what carries rabies? Dogs, dogs. wild dogs. But more than anyone else, bats. Bats. And also, like, you know, those uh, uh, skunks often are carriers, smaller it's rodents, little honey badgers, pandas. Oh, sorry, not oh, pandas. The trash travel. pandas. Uh, raccoons. Raccoons. Little scouties. She's yes. my little raccoon. And if you're if you're on TikTok like me, you'll maybe I know we get served things that we enjoy watching, but people are mad for like loving raccoons and cats. They find, you know they're little gurriers. They get into the tiniest holes. They're cute. And they're pretty cute looking. And they've little hands. They've and little they palms. have hands. <laughs> and they eat by kind of, you know, yeah. with their hands. A knife oh. and fork, a tiny knife tiny and fork. Knife so and grotesque fork. in a human, so cute in a rodent. I know. So you're like, how? Okay, so they're the animals that you want to be aware of. Okay. I'm and I'm going to bring you back into this post, right? So this, it's going to, they're going to paint us a picture. Stay with me now. You go camping 
At midday, you decide you'll take a little nap in a hammock while sleeping a tiny brown bat in the rage stage of infection is fidgeting in broad daylight. Like, is that it? Do we just have rabies? Like, I'm in a rage stage at all times. Am I just in my journey of rabies that's been lasting 37 years? You could be. I mean, you could carry this virus in your system for like a year without any symptoms. But you die. But the minute those symptoms kick in, you're 100% dead. So anyway, the rat is flidgeting around up in the air, <laughs> agitated. <laughs> it is That's an agitated uncomfortable. Rat. It's really thirsty. But what's really interesting is one of the, I'll tell you further down the line, but one of the stages of rabies after the symptoms kick off is this hydrophobia. So you Ooh, absolutely cannot drink. No. Uh, hence the foaming that might come to mind. So that's oh. all like constricted re- swallowing and, you know, mm-hmm. spit with nowhere to go. Just making your gob into a frothy Dry, cappuccino. The driest gob ever. So this, this is what this bat is thinking. No water for me. I'm just in a rage flying around the place. Yeah. Then Hammock Liar makes a small noise. Is he in the queue for Zara? He is just strung up a hammock between two. Uh, no, he's there. He's just made a little snort in his sleep. No big uh-oh, deal. Uh-oh. Bat takes focus. Uh-oh. Bat goes in. No. Bat starts rummaging around at his knees. Right? But Bat is only six grams of weight. Sleeper <laughs> does not awake. Oh dear. And also his teeth are teeny weeny and barely mm. can pierce the skin, but crucially does. Oh, the no. tiniest little scrape. Like you would never, you'd know, you wake up in the morning, absolutely nothing has happened whatsoever. So anyway, uh, so rabies does not travel in your blood, says Ryder. In fact, a blood test won't even tell you if you've got it. Antibodies can be done after, uh, but they're useless because you'd be dead, most likely. Um, so you wake up, none the wiser, right? And you don't notice this tiny little bite slash scratch on your knee. And on you go with your life. Happy but. Days. As the writer writes, the bomb has been lit and your nervous system is the wick. The rabies will multiply along your nervous system, doing virtually no damage and completely undetectable. Until symptoms begin. Oh God. Could be four days, could be a year. Whoa. So the camping trip will be a long memory. And the symptoms can be very mild, like a little bit of a headache. (gasps) I have a headache. Exactly. Oh, don't do this to me now. Okay. Have a little headache. And then you think that's fine, but then suddenly you're dead because there's no cure. So there's also this fascinating thing. There's one bit of treatment they've tried, right? It's called the Milwaukee uh, Protocol. And it's a type of chemical um, coma, induced coma. They've only done this since 2014. They've only done it 24 times and only one person woke up. (gasps) But with terrible, terrible damage. Right. So the Milwaukee Protocol is... Flawed. Very. <laughs> it's not legit. And uh, is it Elizabeth uh, Holmes's new company? The, the Elizabeth Protocol. So this is no other virus on earth has this 100% kill rate, which is fucking fascinating. Once you're symptomatic, as I said, it's done. And that's done. But wait, what about, I thought you said if you got to the... Um, hospital but you have to have a vaccine uh, yeah pre-symptoms so that's why they say like oh you've you've been bitten by an then i went into an absolute joyride through people getting attacked by bobcats with rabies oh my god hysterical crack because you could really wrestle it they're not big enough to like you, there's just men flinging them up off them yeah but a, a rabied animal is terrifying well that absolutely cats. because they're like foaming at the mouth yes. they're like Agitation. it goes into their brain they, yeah. they they're don't know where ve- they are they have they're... a lot of anxiety yeah so anyway headache 
sorry. will turn to a fever and a general and a general feeling of being unwell. You're fidgety, uncomfortable, frightened. The virus has taken a long time to get to your brain, but when it gets there, it finds a mass network of nerve endings and it begins to rapidly reproduce, just liquidizing parts of your brain as it does so, which it is why all this behavior kicks off. So it heads for the pons, right? So this is a part of the brain, according to this writer, and I think it's true, that controls communication between your brain and the rest of your body. It's crucial and it's not to be fucked with. And it also controls all of your sleep cycles. So sleep's gone. Absolutely no no chance of that. Oh, I relate. Yep. And the anxiety and the fever. And then you become very frightened. And you don't know what's wrong. Fucking hell. Yes, it's a constant state. Uh, yeah. I have, ra- I'm rabbit soap. It could, you could be, it Shit. could be, could be close to death. So uh, the, the, the virus goes into your amygdala, starts kind of just chewing it up. And uh, your whole brain uh, is all like slowly becoming liquid. Uh. You're losing coordination and balance. You're like, I think I should go to the doctor now at this point. Well, <laughs> it's far too late for that. Goodbye. God. Good night. Unless you're going for the Unless protocol. East Doc. Does be very good. The VHI Swift Care Clinic. Oh, really? They will see you. Yeah. They will. But they, you wouldn't be able to get there. You'd just be in blind rage yeah, at this it's point. Yeah, very hard to work. Twitching, shaking, uh, fear of what's going on. Everything is bad. And here's the thirst bit. You're horribly thirsty. Oh but your gosh. throat won't allow you to let anything into it. So it constricts up, creating this like vomiting and like absolutely nothing's going in so this kind of hydrophobia kind of thing kicks off so So you might be like like your body is hydrophobic your body is like nope not today even if you yourself are like i'm so parched yeah so the doctors could maybe put an iv in but that's futile because you're just definitely dead you were dead the minute you had a headache yeah so (gasps) you should just harvest you for hair for stenos yeah be done with it wait for this next step you begin hearing things or not hearing things the thalamus is gone right your taste sounds your taste sounds you see smells everything starts to feel like the most horrific acid trip anyone has ever been on your hippocampus long under attack you're having trouble remembering anything especially family you're alone hallucinating thirsty confused absolutely undeniably terrified jesus me 2007 electric picnic (laughs) exactly bad trip bad trip so you're scared and everyone's around you. Your family like, please, let's My headache is getting worse and worse and I'm really thirsty. Have a glass of water. Do you want some Coke? You drank that glass, like no problem. Your... Yeah, no, I'm, 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 no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just getting panicked that I've we been... We are tense. This is tense. I'm maybe. sorry, guys. Right. The bottom line here is you're dead. Okay, this person you. is dead. And the question is like, like the writer here says, what about your corpse? And as I said earlier, you think let's just bury this thing and get it out of existence. But no, as the writer said, this vice, this virus can survive in a corpse for years. You kill every rabbit animal on earth. Two years from now, some moist, preserved, rotten hunk of used to be brain gets eaten by animals and it's all starts all over again. So we're all here concerned about the Rona. And rabies has been with us for years, centuries. Yeah, but it's not in Ireland as much. As much. But that is, okay, let's just break. If you do get bitten by an animal, to my, in my brain, I'd be like, rabies, yeah. That's just the olden days. No, you'd know a rabbit animal. You would. You'd get like, if you get bitten by an animal, you go and get your little, your little tetanus shot. Yes. Fine. Yes. Grant. But you'd know a rabbit animal. You would. It's like crazy looking but like a six gram bat 
probably wouldn't. Sleeping, wouldn't but she's probably anything? it's not going to like glide down to you nicely and like perch itself on your shoulder and give you a little kiss of a bite. It's, it's going, going to, to be like under the zip on your sleeping yeah, yeah. bag. Yep. Anyway, so let's go back, if we will, to Dracula. Yes. And the year in the 1700s, mid 1700s, mm. when the beginning of this whole idea of a vampire came, you know, to our collective consciousness but not our collective consciousness in Hungary specific Mm. and what was rife at the time in Hungary was of course rabies rabies so there was this amazing uh, this enter this neurologist Dr. J. Gomez Alonso Spanish guy published a very interesting theory in the neurology journal in 1998 so he outlined the connections between vampire this vampire myth and sufferers of rabies so here's a few things that he outlined male affliction so vampires are almost always depicted as male Uh, rabies affects men seven times more often than women is that because they're stupider maybe (laughs) i don't know they see an erratic animal and they walk towards it instead of away maybe so because toxic masculinity has socialized them to believe that they can overpower anything probably or and then we are conditioned to we love kind of like avoid the you know the the, this danger this aggressive date maybe maybe there's a biological reason i don't know biting individuals with rabies according to this neurologist become particularly aggressive sometimes bite or attempt to bite other people also once a vampire bites you you're one of them Similarly, this would be you contracting rabies. Interesting. That's a very, like, that's a pretty sort of straightforward parallel, isn't it? Mm. I love love you, Gomez. Yes, fascinating. This is a really interesting one because it's all about aversions. So wait for this. So you remember I was talking about the kind of the breakdown of the amygdala and different parts of the brain and the taste associations. And uh, also... So, uh, like, odour, kind of repellent to odours, specifically garlic, garlic perhaps, or light mirrors, which is really interesting. So, according to this guy, Gomez, a man was not considered rabied if he was able to stand the sight of his own image in a mirror. Like, that would have been one of the early tests for rabies. How fucking interesting is that? so bizarre. So, someone with rabies coming in contact with different stimuli, their face can become contorted as the like everything has gone into spasm. Lips can curl back to display teeth. Uh, yeah. All of the vampire connections. Yeah. So, insomnia and wandering. You remember one of the ah. first steps from the that pons area, controlling your sleep? Absolutely no sleep at all. So, they'd be wandering through the night with rabies. Similarly, the nocturnal vampire. What about the flying bit, though? I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> Hypersexualization. We all know about the sexy, sexy vampire. I was about mm. to say, yeah. Sex fiends. Every last ones of them. And uh, yeah. vampires, they obviously have this big reputation for being super sexy yeah, and good at poetry. Soft. And good similarly, poetry. people with rabies can be easily aroused. <laughs> So it's sort of very the, the articulate. Virus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, more and more, just it me. The connections. Uh, so there is this thing called priapism, which is this sort of everlasting erection that can happen, and that is <laughs> the virus can interfere. Terminal. Just a terminal boner. This is where the stake comes in. Uh, the- uh. Uh. Uh, and that is through the limbic system, the virus affecting your limbic system, and that. Sending bad messages to your cock. Oh. And uh, hence the hypersexualization thing and the arousal and all that sex stuff. 
So um, that's only some cases of men with rabies. Not all get the permanent erection. Uh, just a forewarning there in case you were trying to dip in for a bit of play. Uh, <laughs> transformation. This is interesting, right? So the vampires, because what do they call them in Harry in Harry Potter, but maybe in the other film as well? They're when they have a an animal. Oh, they're um, they're. Patronus. Very good. So that connection to like an animal, you're like, what could that be? And it's because the animal behavior with an animal with, um, sorry, I'm just imagining a bat uh, uh, writing poetry, but they be, their behavior mimics the kind of behavior that you'll see in a human, in a human being with rabies. So it's the same kind of uh, behavior, right? So you could see how kind of you, you'd be like, oh, it's let's say John and the dog. Yeah. And dog gets rabies first and then starts doing all this weird shit. And John starts doing all this weird stuff. And it's almost maybe like they're transforming to the same thing or maybe switching. Anyway, the mind of the people in the olden days. Then there's the death, right? So when someone dies from rabies, uh, usually it's uh, according to that neurologist, Dr. What do I call him again? Gomez Gomez Alfonso. Similar, but same. He sounds like a vampire. Yes, it doesn't he? Uh, Did did a vampire write this? No, no, it's just rabies, lads. Absolutely nothing. Just rabies. Uh, So he was like, right, what's going on here with the dead body? So when someone dies from rabies, uh, usually asphyxia or um, some sort of cardiorespiratory arrest, some heart attack. In these cases, the blood can remain liquid for some time after. Because of vampire-based concerns of the day, bodies were often dug up to check to see if they were or were not a vampire. Yeah. And if they saw, Ugh, like, a, like oozing blood, they'd be like, this thing is alive still Ugh. and clearly a vampire. But of course, as we know now, it would have been the virus. <laughs> and also, so the tissue would bro- just be breaking down. Parts of the body, internal organs would become swollen because of gas produced, as we know. the And all that distort, distension. Desperate also, bloat. Desperate bloat, but it can force then blood out of the mouth. You can imagine the visual. Oh. So John's been dug up. Yeah. And we were like, oh, let's just double check. And John is... Couldn't look oozing, more could not look more like Couldn't. a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lips oh. curled back over teeth. This is a, a desperate misunderstanding, Ex- isn't it? And there's no, there's no way to argue because, of course, you're dead. Does John still have the raging perma bone? Is what I want to know. Well, they, well, yes, pr- probably. Because our old friend Karen could have had fun with that. Oh, Karen, oh, she would have loved that. Anyway, so look, these could be mere coincidences. Unlikely, I think. But it seems like we know very unlikely. But don't you think? Truth is, in fact, stranger than fiction. Do we know kind of like... We couldn't write it. <laughs> couldn't even couldn't write it. Write it. Do I, like when would it, like, are rabies cases happening in humans kind of on the reg still? Well, because we have a, so what they say is to get in there and get your, uh, you can get, as get Cassie said. Get your rabies said, fast. You get the rabies. No, you get your. Um, what, uh, vaccine. vaccine. Yes, you get your vaccine and you can be treated very quickly, but it must be like within a day of it's like the morning after the bite. Though, there's, there's still exactly there's still sixty thousand rabies deaths a year. Sixteen thousand. Mm. Sixty thousand. Fifty nine thousand deaths worldwide. And a lot of them would be those TikTokers trying to uh, <laughs> get a raccoon out of a bin. 
Now, if you want a bit of crack, there's the Bobcats with Rabies videos that you can watch on TikTok that are just hysterical. There's one particular one, and it's a woman and a man, and she's bringing the cat to the vet, right? So they're getting in from, this is all from their Nest camera, their doorbell camera. Mm. And uh, there's the cars in the drive, and the man said, geez, I must give the car wash. And then the wife appears with the vet, sorry, the cat, (laughs) the (laughs) the cat in the cat basket to load it into the car. Then there's this hell screech she's between two cars and this bobcat with rabies is biting into her arse Ah, like we think maybe the cat was going after the cat in the box and she was just sadly in the middle so anyway the man the husband springs into action he goes around the back of the car he takes a hold of the bobcat he's got it like this Ah. and then he comes back into the view of the camera and he just fires it across the lawn (laughs) are you watching it exactly the incredible. time that you said that incredible oh my god that's amazing he absolutely fucks it away absolutely if you did a bit of digging you might also find an otter attacks man otter with rabies attacks man it's like jaws yeah. you see the otter coming towards him in the oh we're back on the, oh here oh. we go this is it's the car it's exactly scene. as I imagine okay, he's got it by the neck and and off the cat oh goes. my god oh, yeah. and it's the poor bobcat does go feet over head yes. over yeah yeah I do remember me did I tell this story about and it was a rabied squirrel I think and it was a man and a woman similar and the woman was going over to try and help but it bounced back into life and attacked her so violently and viciously and wasn't it a bank holiday weekend or something <gasps> so she had to travel across like many bank state holiday. lines to get the vaccine or get the antibody treatment uh, to get the treatment for her because they knew the importance of you know her death was imminent I mean, this is a great PSA now because I did not know this and I would have gone probably like back home. You wouldn't have known. Bit of Googling about strange symptoms. You would never know. Wouldn't have been thinking rabies, would more have been thinking, am I having... Um, it's always toast. It's always a stroke has somebody, for me. Yeah. You know, but it sounds like somebody has like spiked you or something. Yeah. You know, like it's creepy, all the different horrible mental stuff. Ew, no. I nearly Deeply disturbing. As I was telling you, and all the horrible mental stuff led me into astral projecting, which I was going to try and get a story. I might get a story going for you with that. But there's a lot of people saying it's nonsense. <laughs> I like to believe in it. Right. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Cass was telling us about it last week. Out of body. And well, astral projecting means you can travel anywhere. So yeah. there's a man, for instance. exhausting. Well, there's a man in prison who got very good at it. And uh, he used to go down and train himself. He got a book and then he was like, I am leaving. I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm leaving. And he trained himself to leave. Astrally project his consciousness out so he could escape. And apparently he visited. He was like, where am I going? I have to really focus on the end point here. Mm, And back to his family home. So apparently he was able to project back to his family home, but of course his family weren't there and someone else had moved in and he even oh, knew the car. Disturbing. He could even say half the reg of the disturbing. car that was parked in the... Proof. Now that oh, could proof. be easily been disproven proof. now that I think of it. Love it. Yeah. But imagine the possibilities. Imagine the possibilities. Be. I would choose jail over my family home. I would say would he went project on into Google jail? Maps. Yes. Well, that could have happened as well. Yeah. Do you remember Google Maps and the... I'm Now, I'm on one. But do you remember Google Maps when was it like was it like somebody made this amazing like thing where you just put in your own own uh, f- your old home address and it would sort of like bring you like aerial view down through the years and it would kind of correlate images from last time you lived. Th- well, do you actually project this? I, I have no memory of that. And then they would they would ask for you your favorite song from back then. 
So it would have been like a Green Day or something. You put it, <laughs> yeah, and you'd be like, I wanna be in a minority. The uh, no, the, the one oh. about. Do you remember the sad one? Do you do do do? Uh, time do, of your do, life. Do, time do, of do, your do, life. Another turning point of fork stuck in the road. Definitely. But like, yeah. Have you seen him lately? How is he? Mm. Not like so many of them. What? Mm. He's not living his best life? Mm. Not facially. Oh. I know. He was I never mean, like a total looker, as I ima- remember. I think I projected a lot onto him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's, so that's are you telling us about astral projection? No, I you... can't because then I went into the Monroe Institute. Have you ever heard about that? No. Uh, so it's a, I think it's. A, I'm not sure really what it is, and maybe the, I think this only like dipped my toe there earlier on today, and I was like, I think this is training. I think this is t- part of the astral projection and part of sort of the fortune. Wait, tellers. wait. Yes, this is ringing bells. Of yeah. course. John Ronson's book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, yeah. is all about how they tried to, 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 to militarize and this exactly. and tried to investigate whether it was really possible. Yes, training for telekinesis, yes, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. And yes. So there's some individuals, this guy called Joe, oh God damn it, lads, I can't remember his name. They were to willing me. at one point to try anything. Mm. They absolutely were. Like they were doing class A's to see if that helped. Maybe this astral projection stuff. But they, see if that helps. That I mean, I feel like they should just stay in there and leave ev- all the real, the weaponry stuff alone. Yeah. Focus more into the the mind yeah. on the self yes. before you go out there with the mass weapons. Just yeah. introspection. Jesus it would help okay. everyone. Let me just quickly say, tell you about this Joe guy because if Joe uh, McGonigal, mm. something like that, I might be saying that wrong. Anyway, so he was part of the Monroe. He was a teacher there. I think he's still alive. But he did this amazing finding a missing child case. And a missing child went missing, as the they words do. I said before. Yes. And they were like, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe. Joe McGonagall. McGonagall? I'm definitely on one. Anyway, right. The bottom line here is that the child went missing. No one can find the child. And they rang Joe and Joe got exact coordinates for where the child was. Okay, Joe How? stole the child, put it there and then <laughs> through his got astral, all the glory. Through the projecting. Through his through mind. The, through, the, through the ability of But now, are these just like the, old, the, like the, the, the classic old age psychics yes. yes, who are like, well, we're astral projectionists now? Potentially, because Joe made a terrible prediction that has been haunting him ever since. So back in 1998, he predicted that by the year now or 2020-ish, the 2020s, that we would have done away with clothing and only be wearing tattoos as clothes. Well, that's what this corduroy on corduroy is. <laughs> it's actually... It's it's just, this is my loose flesh. <laughs> <laughs> just fine lines for shadows etched into it. So you can see the difficulty with projecting and fortune telling is that it's so easily disproven because we're here now and it's not happening, Joe. People just don't listen to you. Yeah, and the age old, if someone, you know, someone would come back of time travel and fortune telling and tell you yeah. how to invent time travel. Well, that's that a, stuff. exactly... Yeah. Uh, but then again, like you can't be right all the time. Nobody's right all the time. It must be a law of averages. I mean, the, if you, if you're allowed to make a mistake, or like if you're spouting enough bullshit, something is true, and that then you can ride high on that for a long time. Yes, such like as the missing child's location. Potentially, like that old woman you told us about. Do you remember we were doing Still a Zoom? Zoom Brown. You're I think the that old was one. me. Oh, was it you? Yeah. Were we on a Zoom? Yeah, maybe. Sometimes I confuse your stories. Or we were astral projections. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, sorry. Anyway, that's I've spoken Listen, now. I, once I Google astral projection, I've like read all of the top things, and I am. I, I think it's fascinating. 
Isn't it? I've never done it. Tried it. Yeah. Maybe we should. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of training. Apparently you need a bit of a teacher. I'm sure there's a YouTube video. There's definitely a number of YouTube videos. But I'd say it, each of them are like a, a median length of six hours. Let's go to... You know the way those things yeah. lay like... Okay, I'm predicting we're going to find a skinny man with a goatee and long hair the minute I look for astral projection. Wrong. It's all men in their 60s. Because they're all kind of from that movement of that time. But I watched or, or I listened to a really good... Excuse me. How to astral project in 90 seconds. What do we have here? Oh. That is a man with long hair and a goatee. Well, look. I, as I, we can, it can't always be right all the time. Look at that kind of violence. Maybe I astral projected his face into my mind. Exactly. Okay. And the truth will set you He looks free. like a stoned Jesus. That's the ideal one. Do what do you we have any creeps of the week? We actually do. We've got a creep of the week that is uh was predicted by us. We preempted this creep of the week. Yes. Yes. Um I'm on top blah blah blah. Do you remember last week's hive? We've got a great little tweet from uh, our fave at Neve Pitts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um just to say the at dive creep gals on point with their creep of the week this week as always who was that name? so we were talking about the author oh who yes enjoyed public spats yeah with the um Auschwitz memorial museum mm-hmm. and then this week was busy um with a bit of biophobia get uh. out I won't. <laughs> I'm here. I'm sitting. My legs are crossed. Um, yeah. So there we go. I feel like I'm not not great about the biophobia. It pissed me off. But I feel like there now. Uh, so we saw that the writing was on the wall, and we we came. We, we saw. We someone, conquered. When someone just continuously proves to you, um, I'll do the tweet. Will I? Please do. Yeah. When someone continuously. And every time you even might slightly forget about them being not a great person, they come back and they're like, they're ready to hit you again. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Oh, hang on. May have encountered a problem. Um, He's deleted his tweets. Oh, has he? Yes, the account no longer exists. Not to worry because screenshots exist. And I... He deleted his account or his... Oh, deleted yeah. Deleted his account. Oh, Intriguing. Well, so here we go. Um, it's, isn't it? Like, look, there's stuff here. Okay, here we go. We've got um, his original tweet that he basically added this uh, woman um, on Twitter who he was not in remote, like wasn't remotely in the conversation with them. When uh, they tweeted, um, I don't really have much to, more to say except I love being queer. I love being in community with other queers and fuck those who try to stay that take that away from us and um, who want to hurt that community. None of that should be controversial to say. And it's obviously about some of the absolute tragic events of the last few weeks. Yes. And um, like tragic, troubling. We all like should be examining ourselves and our society Um, and so literally apropos of that our friend 
slid on in to um, the original tweeter. As a gay man, I find the word queer troubling. Now, he goes on to say, I understand the idea of wanting to reclaim a word, but I was called that regularly as a teen, early 20s, and found it so brutal. Um, it's so annoying. Hang on. Blah, blah, blah. Where's it gone? Um, and he quote tweeted this then and said, I spent my teens and 20s being called a queer by straight people. I thought those days were over, but I'm sick to fucking death of straight people co-opting that word to make their lives seem halfway interesting and then being total cowards when challenged on their hashtag homophobia. Wow. So... So presumably he was met with a load of... Well, the person he tweeted at originally blocked him. Okay. I mean, I do think that... Yeah, they just didn't want to entertain this. Mm. Like... He can't help himself. He shouldn't be allowed on the Twitter. Well, he's nice he's gone now. It, and he should take himself off exactly as he's done. I like, think it's like, look. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can make all of these points about how you know, the word queer uh, does trigger you, you know, he has experienced like assault and very, very difficult things. Obviously, I think it's then really awful to be trying to erase this other woman's, um, you know, queer identity. Yeah. But, and, and basically like, I mean, it's just so way out there. I'm sick to fucking death of straight people co-opting that word to make their lives seem halfway interesting and then being total cowards when challenged on their hashtag homophobia. It's a lot all over the place. He seems yeah. What do you guys he think? Well, like, who is he to say? This exactly. is the... the, the, the okay, I understand. And I've talked to a lot of older gay people about the word queer and how it was used in the 80s and 70s to as, as a slur. But... The, que- the word queer has um, been reclaimed by a lot of younger queer people because of, of its literal 
meaning and then wanting to like have an umbrella term to describe lgbtq plus people mm. and that is queer and it means anything that is outside the kind of heteronormativity or heterosexuality so i think allowing people to have the terms that they most likely want to identify with is really important and within that understanding then it's it gives a broader scope i suppose to understand sexualities like bisexuality or pansexuality and that is that you know sexuality is more thorough or widespread than the person you're currently dating or seeing so Mm. to erase her queerness maybe she's in a relationship with a man I don't know maybe it's whatever but that doesn't mean that she's any less queer and I think it's disappointing that someone who is seemingly very well educated and very prolific and has a huge platform continually denies the existence of other queer people even if he doesn't like the term himself Mm. I just think it's very disappointing and I think the week that we've had for the queer community or for the LGBT community or whatever way you want to identify or for human people in general I think it's just it's so necessary to have an argument with people about who gets to call themselves queer or not yeah I think everyone should come in and and understand queerness and understand what it means to be queer and I think a lot more people would see that they maybe are queer or don't certainly don't prescribe to heterosexuality and it's toxic like the toxic traits that have been associated with it such as violence against the queer community anyway very sad i can't really speak on it because it's so sad. it's been a sad week for people yeah also i mean it is insane to um reply to a person who is venting their upset at violence against their queer community Mm. and to call them homophobic i mean it's just so way out of the way of this point yeah i don't get it but anyway i mean you've heard it here first and many times previously (laughs) i hate to be right on this because it's such a gross one yeah um so yeah i've got speaking of gross i've got uh One story that maybe is a bit long, but it was because weren't we only just celebrating um, eating our good friend JC last weekend? And I said to myself, what about our good friend JD? We've never sat down and talked about Jeffers in any great detail. We've never done Dammer. Ah, and the thing is, he's so mainstream that like, in a way, like, not like... And actually, I mean, it's probably very... Now, because I didn't know we were going to go into talking about John Boyne there, but uh, in a way, maybe it's actually butting up against some very upsetting stuff because obviously Jeffrey Dahmer murdered um, Boyce and he was active in the kind of Milwaukee gay scene in the 80s and that's where he was like... He was a predator and that's why, why, why really like so many young men were murdered and authorities were not rigorously investigating and like unfortunately it is just a fucking you know a systemic apathy over i mean let's say millennia probably towards um you know people in the queer community so if we don't want to go there i've got another person i've got something else okay go for it i'm Uh, frantically i'm sorry looking oh sorry i thought you were trying to go Go to the toilet. No, I was like, no, you barely Jen. started. You're not allowed to go. I, so, I promised someone we'd do happy birthday and I can't find the bloody message. Okay, while you're discussing that. I'm so sorry. No, 
You I, do not apologize. We love you. No, I'll find it now and have hip. Hit your hip. hip. Um, Damn you, Instagram. Okay, so this coming in, right, fresh from creepingforlove at gmail.com from my beloved Susie Donnelly. Hey, Susie, love you. Love to hear from you. Um, so have you guys <laughs> heard about the internal memo that went around on Garda Shiakona regarding the beards? No. No. Okay. So this is a, an article sent to me by Susie um, from The Guardian. The headline, like a badly watered lawn, <laughs> Garda supervisor decries officers' patchy beards. So Irish police force inspector calls on officers to grow proper beards or, or none, none at all. all. Mm. Here, um, here. In an internal memo to beard or not to beard. This is the question. So um, he had this guy had written an internal memo to his subber- subordinates basically saying smarten up and grow a proper beard or shave um, and avoid a ragged in-between look. <laughs> that resembles a badly watered lawn in a heat wave. The unnamed ex- inspector works in a Dublin traffic unit. Mm. Everyone, all the guards listening, we want your theories on who it is. Was we he love himself you. a bearded man? Ah, very interesting. But because he is an unknown bristleblower, as one tabloid call, called it, called him. Uh, we do not know, but we do know that he has... Um, there's been a rule change, right? So uh, uniformed guards, right, are allowed to grow beards now if they are kept tidy. And that means between 0.5 of a centimetre and 2 centimetres in bulk. That's quite a bulky beard, mm. you know? Length or bulk. But I think what it is is that... Girth from well, the I'd face. Say, yeah, like I'd say... Yeah, like in they go kind of curly. You're not going to straighten out the curl. Maybe it's the like the the general relief. Yeah, but is the issue here not the pa- the its density? Yeah, but you remember up until recently, guards weren't allowed to have facial hair at all. I did not know that. Yeah, they had to be it, completely the rule, shaven. They only ah, changed recently. The rule change only was last year, apparently. But this bristleblower is very upset and he says the decision to allow members to wear beards should not be interpreted as an excuse to break from shaving every now and then. <laughs> or it's one thing or the other. This or is what another. he gets literally yeah. typed. In short, members should decide whether they want a beard or not, brackets, or whether their partners will allow them to have one or not. Oh, strange, sir. Weird. And commit to one look or another. But, he is sir. Sick. It's like, shit or get off the pot. What about the, the growing length of time? Should you wish, yes, I am to, committing to a beard. Is, are you, is it unacceptable to arrive? Take a week that? off. Take a week off. You need to use your annual leave. Yeah. <laughs> Grow get, a beard. Push that beard into growth. Get one of them little fancy grooming kits. <laughs> or the brilliant product that you spray it on. Oh, yeah. The, that clings to the tiniest of hairs. Exactly. And it's kind of like... It, it isn't there's no beard effect it's like a velour it's effect a, I know I'm really tempted to buy some of that I on the know. internet I would do it to my sideburns because I've like fine hairs there you know but can I just say that question of when to do the growth is addressed good in the on Guarda guidelines guards get a maximum of two weeks for the beard to grow oh and after that if the face still resembles the aforementioned badly watered lawn in a heat wave, then it's time to concede graciously 
and admit defeat. Beards are not for everyone after all. And as the summer months approach and the days get warmer, there are certain advantages to being clean shaven. That, my friends, Actually, is what's going on with the guards at the moment from Guard Watch. Does he believe that a beard will keep you like will overheat you because I think it's the opposite that's if I that's kind of that would why do you get ventilation or something um I think it shades the skin I think it, it is keeps kind it keeps it cool yeah I think it has a cooling effect but I mean really? well keeps like imagine that like a thousand tiny parasols and the wind blowing through <clears throat> yeah I guess but then like doesn't your head get hot when you're in a hot country with your hair because I believe the okay. wind can't penetrate the long hairs lying flat, but a kind of pubic hair would stand erect. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Thinking back now, how uh, often we see those beards bristle in the light breeze. <laughs> Just a gentle wave documented extensively throughout pop culture over the millennium. But can but I say, it, if you've got dark beard hair, yeah. I mean, dark absorbs the heat from the sun. Darkness does do that. Scouty confirmed, please. Um, Scouty does need to get a cut in well, the summertime. She gets too warm. Sure we have somebody oh. right here in this room can ask this goddamn question. Oh, yeah. If only, a bit of beard if only we had a wonderful beard in the corner. He has both long hair flat on top and a beard. Right, so here's the question. He's oh, a sexy he queer, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Is the beard, forget your head hair, mm cooler around your mouth and lower face than uh, skin no I think skin is cooler he thinks it's hotter yeah it mm, might be the equivalent yeah. to wearing really a small hat hotter. on your chin but I don't know because I have a lot of hair on my head well that's so the confusion it's all round hot and then so I'd have to go for a little shaved head no I think he got hotter face heat okay but when corner. are we ever complaining about how warm our chins are it's never a, it's never it's not an area of discomfort yeah not no they're not. right there and they kind of take care of themselves yeah so this man it, 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 we don't know because of his own face but it feels he's aggrieved because he can't grow a, be- a good beard I no, I think he's just affronted by the sight scruff. of a patchy beard. Yeah. Now, as someone who has three siblings, they won't mind me saying this because they don't listen. Three brothers <laughs> couldn't grow a beard between them. <laughs> I have lived with the patchy beard. And you do just tend to turn around at some point and be like, just get rid of it. Just get, get rid, rid of it. Rid. It's not, not working. Like they say in the guards. Beards are only meant for some people. Yeah, some, some of us aren't cut out <laughs> to be a guard and some of us aren't be cut out to be a bearded guard. Do you remember in um, secondary school, kind of especially first and second year, when, you know, there'd be that one boy that had the quite, almost like silky sort of moustache growth. Yeah. yeah. Like it was not stubbly like a man. It was growing in like a kind of a guinea pig's moustache or yeah. something. It, because it was dead straight. Feathery. Feathery and long. Yeah. Soft hair in the moustache. Yeah, just kind of Very whispery. alarming. Because that would have mirrored the balls exactly. Oh. Mm. How's, cr- I would love to hear He like seems Pratt. like the kind of person who would have started out with a long, soft beard. Oh, yes. He has massive, long, soft beards. Well, he, I'm upset with him. Because he divorced Anna Faris. I like her. You haven't gotten over that now. And then he married a Kennedy. Very soon after. And he embraced Christ. Yeah. He embraced Christ. Oh, yes. He has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his saviour. He really has. As his Lord and saviour. Yeah, it's true. That's okay. Just keep it to yourself. He's just got this kind of... um, 
I don't know. Like he just has this journey that's really interesting. For example, the first suggested Google search, if you type in Chris Pratt, is evil. <laughs> and so everyone's hated Chris Pratt for a while. But he had a kind of a heyday where he Got was buff. the internet's boyfriend for a while. Yeah, yeah. Pre-buff, he was, I think, one of the solid original Chris's. And the best clip ever of Chris Pratt is the Kim Kardashian. It's like a bit of, remember the, the, the comedy series he was on? Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And there's like an outtake. It's worth a watch. An outtake where she just... I don't know. What happened? I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you, Raina. Never mind. I'll cut this bit. <laughs> Do not dare. Um, so, yeah. So, when he first kind of came on the scene, he was like, you're just real kind of approachable, nice guy next door. Obviously, we loved him in Parks and Rec. He played Rashida Jones' kind of on again, off again, sort of sad yeah. ex. His whole, my favorite storyline, his whole, my favorite storyline was when he lived in the hole. I don't know if you remember that. And he was truly one of the best things about Parks and yeah. Recreation for years. But now his subsequent persona has really compromised my enjoyment of Parks and Rec. You and everybody. And it's not even like he is yet been accused of any misconduct Yes, what are you suggesting? So, oh, well, that, like, I'm sure a oh, lot be... of straight white men in Hollywood are kind of just pre-accusation. Yes. Oh, I see. They're probably just, like, presumably you were going somewhere on their way to an accusation. Totally but, um, no, he's, like, there's been no kind of suggestion of that or anything. But he has just, I've gone so dark on him because of his Instagram presence. Right. I, I even, obviously, everyone's entitled to their faith as well. Let's have a look at Of him. course. Um, so yeah basically his kind of transition from like kooky guy next door into then very buff sort of like superhero and certainly when he was in Jurassic Park um, which was sorry Jurassic World um, you know he was transformed from being the usual kind of bumbling sidekick that he always was to like leading man and we were like oh wow Chris Pratt handsome actually quite hot mm. as well as bumbling fun boy next door Um. And I was ready to like this. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, all in the same kind of era, he was married to Anna Faris and she's very likable, fun, doesn't take herself too seriously. They were kind of on their way to being in the mold of a Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively kind of couple, weren't they? Even maybe a little bit of like... Kristen Bell, Dax Shepard. You're right again. Just that kind of, those were the moves they were doing. And we were like, yeah, okay, okay. Now, um, then, as you said, divorced Anna Faris. Married a Kennedy. And it has gone, now, to say she, it has gone downhill on his Instagram. Is she a Kennedy? No, she I don't. Shriver. Is, I, there, is that her name? Catherine. Um, Schwarzenegger, no, it's she, not. She, 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 <laughs> Yeah, what's Who what is, is she? Click it, she'll not... be tagged. She always tags her in them. Oh, I've just oh, liked, I've liked it. it. Good <laughs> and it's from a week ago. He'll know I was <laughs> stalking Okay. It. And so I don't follow him. It all, I think people first noticed this kind of heart, weird husband kind of persona yeah. that he was starting off where he was doing that kind of like performative husbanding 
Catherine Schwarzenegger. Sorry, wow, I just, no words came out there. I have nothing on her. <laughs> but she's not a Kennedy. She's, she just has the same teeth. She's Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. <laughs> That's a far cry from being a Kennedy. Do you know what Although he was a senator she's for American a while. American royalty. Just keep it at that. Politician's daughter. <laughs> Um, that's so funny because now actually that's that's giving an extra dimension to why um, Chris Pratt is so vocally in love with this woman. Um, fear, fear, exactly. The father-in-law is um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But anyway, anyway, I digress. So the, we all kind of initially noticed. Um, the, his horrible husband um, persona when he did this Instagram post for his wife um, in November last year, okay? And so he's got the two of them in a shot and it's him like looking, you know, oh, yes, somewhat yes, yes. kind of, you polished, it's his polished Chris, look, yeah. polished Pratt. She's lovingly. She is just gazing adoringly at him and it is a post to celebrate Jesus her right so his caption is guys for real look how she's looking at me i mean find you somebody that looks at you like that you know we met in church she's given me an amazing life a gorgeous healthy daughter she chews so loudly that sometimes i put in my earbuds to drown it out but that's love she helps me with everything in return periodically i open a jar of pickles that's the trade her heart is pure and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Giffrey Jr. upper deck rookie card, which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. Heart, heart. Now, I promise it in my mouth. Even if you're taking all of this in the best faith possible, it's still obnoxious. I hate this oh I'm so bumbling oh I'm an idiot husband oh all I'm good for is I open the jar of pickles and she just is amazing and she does everything for me ah I hate it I just hate it now is this your take on Chris I think people did hate this everybody hated her well okay so one of the comments that a lot of people zeroed in on which was a fucking really bad look was the comment about she's she's given me a healthy, healthy daughter. daughter. That freaked me out a bit. Well, it absolutely should. Um, his son uh, with Anna Faris has some health complications. Get out. Oh. So, yeah. How could he be so thoughtless? Unbelievable. Like, as it is, like, we all know that it's really ableist and shit to be like, oh, we don't care health. what sex the baby is. We just want it to be healthy. I mean... Look, everyone obviously would have hopes of that, but you know, it's still to to rank as somehow higher on some kind of scale, like health, which we all know is something that is meted out arbitrarily. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's stupid, like, and it's just, you know, yeah, it's just so gross. He like it, it wasn't like him and Catherine. Um, Schwarzenegger butted way up against him and Anna Faris. No. There was like two years between his divorce from Anna Faris. Um, and obviously, it's just like an ick fest. And 
The man. You know, she helps me with everything. Could this have something to do with Scientology? Well, he is the, a member of a different homophobic megachurch, funnily enough. So I'll get to that in a sec. But I think what really irritated me was just this, like, the way he, um, a straight, cis, white man, was there on his platform just promoting the most absolutely, like, I do, what would you just how would you describe it like gender normative kind of roles within a, a marriage of yeah. like mm. wife does everything oh and I'm just the bumbling idiot oh and it's just so gross and irritating and so then I went back uh and um had a look over his Instagram Every post about Catherine is just creepy and gross. So I thought we'd just have like a little fun rundown. So this is from 2019. So he's a fond, he's a fond of a collage. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just trying to think like, let's picture this for a minute. Does Chris Pratt sit down and make this collage or does he direct a... No, he does it. He definitely under- does it. Do I does? agree. It's yeah. quite badly done, which does suggest that he's doing it. Yeah. Okay, so... Here we go. This is one of my all-time most loathed social media activities is directing a happy anniversary or a happy birthday wish publicly on your social media to your other half who you could turn to and say happy birthday. Yeah. Happy anniversary. They're beside you. They're in the same house more or less. Even if they're not in the same house, you have a WhatsApp thread, no doubt. It is. Here we go. Yeah. Him. Happy birthday, Catherine. So happy to have you in my life. I don't know what I'd do without you. Again, you know, bumbling idiot man. Probably get locked out on the balcony somehow and have to live there. Or be wandering around some city with an uncharged phone and only one shoe late for work. Like some kind of anxiety fever dream. I honestly don't even want to think about it. You've changed my whole world for the better. I'm so grateful to have found you. You are an incredible wife and stepmom. And I'm so excited to celebrate you all weekend. Oh, She's God, tagged in this. Sort of threatening. It's so gross. Is she all right? Are Does she okay? like, do this to him? Um, or is it just one way traffic no. that she... Is she on okay with this? Because I'm scrolling through the, the comments and they're fucking horrible. So what he's doing here is sort of platforming her... Uh, you know and all these strangers are now like here's one what the fuck repugnant uh, <laughs> and then like you know what I mean <laughs> that's awful and like so there's a one that that's one now I'm netting all this hate well, and bringing it to is, her door but he is because that's what's that's what's coming tired. back it's not like everyone's like wow Pratt Catherine's amazing they're like put your teeth away get her off my screen oh, god. oh my god that's what they're saying oh my god I didn't even know oh my god um that, well, although there is a lot of like kind of like very anti Pratt and Catherine sentiment from Faris fans, yeah, oh, and gosh. they are kind of a stan. They're a sort of a shade of stan. Here we go, another collage. This time he's gone for a white border, and there's a few black, already black and whites. Okay, but like we all but are we ready? Yeah. Happy birthday, sweetie! It's again. Just turn to her and say happy birthday. Happy birthday, sweetie. You have brought so much light into my life. I'm so glad to be home with you and Lila. You're a great mom and a great stepmom, a great wife, daughter, sister, and friend. I'm seeing Cassie's like on The them. world That's is brighter on. with you in it. I am one lucky man. Thank you for the love, support, and partnership. I love you. And then we've got actually a fa- Faris fan here in the comments. You know you gave a son. What? 
That's a mis- that's a typo. You know you have a son whose name you probably don't remember. Whoa. This is from Zishano Findia, and it's a very interesting um interesting comment here so basically just saying like you've you've completely uh, neglected to mention your other child because yeah. well to be fair he's fine we shouldn't have anyway here's another comment here. love the god at center of your relationship so yes there is some god loving going on here um so what, here's another person on one of the profiles of her it's, it's rather than a it's not a collage it's a slideshow and here's a commenter saying, little girl, I'm done wasting my time on your ignorant self. I have more adult matters to attend to. You are no different than the Islamic terrorists that take the peaceful writings of the Quran and wrap them so that they are justified to kill all of those that oppose them. You say LGBTQ have to atone for their sins. Mm. They have nothing to atone for, uh, for loving people. It's you and your kind that need to atone for hating people different to you. So this is so that's Chris this- Pratt's profile. That she, I hate all of this. It's horrible. Well, this is, so this is sadly circling back to what's now a very fucked up uh, theme of this week's episode. So sorry for everyone who was trying to get away from this fucking horrific homophobia. But basically, um, they are members of an infamously anti-LGBTQ plus church called the Hillsong Church. Oh, is this Justin Bieber? Yeah. Yeah. I actually went to do a full dive and just felt there wasn't quite enough for a full dive. But basically, it was kind of originally called out by Elliot Page. And he tweeted, if you are a famous actor and you belong to an organization that hates a certain group of people, don't be surprised if someone simply wonders why it's not addressed. Being anti-LGBTQ is wrong. There aren't two sides. The damage it causes is severe. Full stop. Sending love to all. And... um. Basically, um, Chris Pratt had been on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And I think Stephen Colbert is like... He's bit, pretty religious. Well, I was going to say, like, there's a niceness there that I'm deeply suspicious of. I think he might have a dark soul. He's fairly... He's mm. he's like a devout Catholic. Yeah. And he's okay with that, is he? Well, I don't know. Sorry, again. He, yeah. it was, he was. He was. There is a hill song in Dublin and the church group I was a part of was affiliated with Hillsong Ooh. so do what's the is Hillsong a modern it's like a global it's like a f- fundamental Christian they're evangelical Pentecostal as well okay and they which is where all the problems lie really evangelists uh, it's American is it is it the Australian beginning? I think it's, yeah it's fell it's got a lot of roots in the states especially um with celebrities in LA like uh, Kendall, Kylie Jenner, Justin Bieber. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, Cass was correct. Yeah, the mega church found in Australia, but locations now in New York and Los yeah. Angeles. And obviously the very cosmopolitan metropolis of Bali or Haklia. It's in the national stadium. so unhappy to be hosting yeah. them. Um, so basically the guy who leads the church in New York um, came under fire, uh, rightly so, for saying in 2015 that homosexuality is a sin and that a gay member could never hold a leadership position. And um, yeah, basically the same year, two male choir members of the church got married and uh, the church, the like senior global pastor released a, a horrible statement against them. Um, and so... Uh, Elliot Page was one of the first to call this all out and and highlight it. So that is a very real, not just irritating tone deaf Instagram posts 
reason for um, making Chris Pratt your least favorite Chris in Hollywood. Mm. Should you want to just reshuffle the order in which you are thinking about the Chris's Pratt right down to the back, please. It Pratt in the basement, isn't they it? They cycle through different various religious, uh, the, the, the famous... <laughs> Don't they? The Chris's. Mm. Well, oh, so, just famous fame people, people in general. So yeah. Scientology seems to be sort of over. Well, it's because... And then Hillsong is... I think Scientology on. is just quieter. I think Hillsong has always been there. Yeah, well, Hillsong's been around a long um, time too. It, what's yeah. their MO? Is it sort of, you know, very public? Is it music related? Is it sort of... Well, Hillsong, and certainly from what I understand in the churches, they appeal to very heteronormative, um, middle, upper middle class white people. So and then they they're very supportive of each other. So it is like a little society of like it's like stonemasons. Yeah. So lifting each other up and supporting each other within as your community. You but what bill. it is is white people helping other white people to succeed. So there probably is and loads of connections in it. And um Hillsong particularly any of those like global Christian brands position themselves as like corporations and businesses and to avoid various taxes and or yeah, sure. Don't the think Kardashians have a church, but also what? just to like because churches are exempt from um, in the states are exempt from the same level of taxes. Kardashian church. Jesus they Christ. also like destroy the careers of people who leave. speak out against them. Yeah, like um, oh my God, what's her name from King of Queens? Oh, she's the, a, uh, Gemini Remy. 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 Oh my God! That's well. You know what? Something we random. don't remember her name because she left Scientology, and the Scientologists fucked her career. Come on, we gotta no, get it. No, she has that show where she's she goes around exposing. She's doing better because yeah. of it. I'm gonna follow her. I like her. What's her first name? Uh, Leah. Leah. Leah Remini. That's it. Um. So, and her memoir, by all accounts, I must read. Because Didn't read she myself, was but. pretty unique in that she, her mother joined the church when she was very small with her sister. Mm. So she came right up through Scientology through like from a child. Yeah, through early, yeah. early teens. And then there. they were part of her, you know, get coming into fame as well. Mm. And then her unpicking from it caused all sorts of madness. But that whole Tom, ha- why I said Scientology was that love bombing shit. Mm. Same, remember Tom Hanks's interview on Oprah? That like ah. outpouring of over the top public displays of love and adoration. It's, it's fucking weird. And mm. it was weird then. And I don't know. It's just. I, I just. Um, Full body chills. I just actually wa- listened to a really good episode of You're Wrong About. About the Tom Cruise sofa jumping. Which mm. I don't know if like people are younger. They might not remember it. But it was when he first got with Katie Holmes. Mm. And he jumped on Oprah's sofa. And it was almost like one of the very first viral moments. Like the internet was very young yeah. and it wasn't yet like you didn't like go viral in the blink of an eye yet. No. But to go back to Hillsong for a second, I mean, there is just so much, just a litany of no's um, against this church, like including like sexual abuse by the founder's father and obviously their homophobic rhetoric. Um, there is um, a lot of like, survivors kind of of it um who have gone on to speak about the uh really authoritarian kind of church kind of hierarchy no financial accountability so like definitely just and very fundamentalist teaching that are just like completely 
like no compassion, totally toxic kind of Christianity. Is Justin Bieber still in it? No, no he's left. He's left. Good few people now of the famous have kind of Departed. copped on. And um, so Probably anyway, under pressure from their business, you know, it'd mean they couldn't be seen to be supporting like a lot of, I don't know. Oh yeah. So well, they might've just copped on somewhat. for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like very amazing. Very fascinating. Very mm. fascinating. So there's Pratt. Now my least favorite Chris. All right. Yeah. There's still more. I mean, there's still more awful posts of him and his, his incredible wife, Catherine, but like, yeah. Oh, I find that so disturbing. Like, why Why wouldn't you turn off the comment? Sorry, I'm really stuck on this. But, like, why open her up to that much hate? Why not turn off the comments? I'm like, do either of them go near their Instagram? Or is it some kind of, like, Maybe weird right. front? Maybe you're right. You know? Anyway, thanks, Ops. Well. Thank you. Thanks, Cass. Thanks, thanks you, dear listener. Cassie has, a, has us for the hive. I have a few more tidbits for you. Mm-hmm. Nice this one. gives a little bit of a flavor. Have you ever wondered what happens to the rest of the body after you donate your organs? Wonder no more. I have the answers and it's criminal. I can't wait. Yay. Catch us over on Patreon. Now's the time to join Patreon because there's so much there. So much content. Over 200 hours of extra creep. Get in. Five euro a month. See you there. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.